2: That's been kind of looming <laughs> like a dark cloud over, over my life, the student loans, and I am I really want to just tackle those and get rid of as much debt as possible with the goals in mind.
3: Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. I'm your host, Barbara Ginty, and I'm also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I am here with my guest today, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Thanks for joining me. I am super excited to be here. (laughs) I'm excited to have you. And um, so we just checked off. I have everything that I need to have in front of me. You sent me over um, documents. I love documents. I also love a good social security statement. And I will say you are one of the rare birds who sent me one. And I appreciate that.
2: Honestly, I, I heard the one of the episodes where uh, one of the guests had sent that to you and I was like, oh my God, I totally did not even think about that. So I was trying to be a super A-plus student and just send you everything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, people don't realize you can go on and get it at ssa.gov. Anybody can go on and set up their account. You don't have to be retirement age. You can go on and check it out. I like, I mean, I have, I've obviously nerded out and done it myself. So- Yeah, I'm glad glad I know it exists. Yeah, exactly. I feel like a younger generation doesn't know it exists, but it's there. Um, So, okay. So why don't you tell myself and our listeners a little bit about yourself? So age, what you do for work, where you live, income, all of that jazz.
2: Yeah. um, So I am 28 years old. Um, I live in Chicago, Illinois. I am recently married, Zoom married. Um, wait, and- what do you mean Zoom married? <laughs> so I know my partner and I, uh, we've been together for six years, but we decided to just get married over Zoom. And so so like, it's an actual, it's a legal, legitimate marriage, but uh, we just did it with like- You uh, Zoomed uh, with like
3: City Hall? Yep. Yep. No wait. <laughs> yeah.
2: really? I know. We were like, just let's do it. You know, our parents are just like ready. They're like encouraging us and they're like, you'll, you'll deal with everything else later. You can have the party, (laughs) like wedding, whatever later. And we're like, yeah, let's just do it. (laughs) We just did it.
3: (laughs) That is so, did you do it in 2020 or 2021? Uh,
2: 2021. So it was last November.
3: That is amazing. I love that. That's so cool. That's a great story. Yeah, it it was,
2: it's very much a COVID story. So we're like, I mean, everyone's having issues with planning weddings and things getting canceled. And like, we want everyone to be safe and uh, might as well be fiscally responsible and and have some time to save up and enjoy ourselves and not feel (laughs) like we have to do anything super quickly. So
3: amazing. Okay, Zoom. I just had to like ask. Okay, so zoom. So (laughs) 28 Chicago zoom married. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. You're the first person <laughs> I've heard of doing that, so that's pretty
2: cool. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely an experience, but and and then I went to work like right Oh, out. really? I went into the office and my manager was like, "Um, okay, why are you here?" I'm like, "Well, you're in town, might as well come say hi." <laughs> anyway I wasn't sure what to do after (laughs) I know exactly it was it was crazy it was a crazy experience but yeah so so 28 Chicago married uh Zoom married and then what else Um, what do you do for work yeah I work as a designer um and I started at this company that I work at last March and yeah it's my first like big girl job I've had you know i I've, I've been working for a while but this is my first the first time i feel like okay i, I might stay here for a while they offer great benefits and uh, i graduated from grad school a couple years ago
3: oh amazing okay so they have good benefits and then how much do you, how much do you make and how much does your husband husband make
2: yeah so i Oh my gosh, Barbara, I totally channeled my inner you and I asked for a raise recently. <gasps> oh, I I'm now... so proud. I'm so proud. <laughs> I know. I, so I started off at 75. Um, I got the 3% raise at the end of last year. And then I got a 4 point something percent bump uh, like a few weeks ago. So now I'm at 80,000. 80, Amazing. Um, yeah. And then my uh, husband is at 75,000. Perfect. And what did your husband do?
3: Um, he's a an admissions uh, advisor. Oh, very cool. All righty, perfect. Just I love when you go in and ask for a raise.
2: I know. I'm like, okay, what else? So I've been kind of uh, hounding my my manager. I'm like, I need a promotion because I've been doing a lot for you guys. But he he, it just kind of advocated for a raise instead. But I'm like, I'm still gonna you know (laughs) come back to you at the end of this year and still ask for that promotion. So hopefully that'll happen.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's good. And I and I like, as you know from listening, um, I like having it focused on like what value you bring to the company. Mm-hmm. So here's the value I'm bringing. And this is obviously the value you receive back from the company is benefits and pay, right? Right. So right. if you're able to show tangible results to the company, then that's a good way to show, okay, this is what I'm worth to the company because this is the value I'm bringing versus you know, I've talked to people and they're like, well, I have student loan debt. So I'm going to tell them I have bills. I'm like, well, that's not really, that's not really the company's problem, right? Like they want you to not be stressed. But if you say, okay, here's the projects I'm working on, all the things I'm doing. Definitely. Usually in my experience, it goes better with the asking for a raise to be like, here's everything I'm bringing to the table. And this is where I'm looking to go with my career here, and I'd like to increase my compensation to reflect the work that I'm delivering. And if it if you don't think I'm there yet, what do I need to do to get there? Kind of.
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely I learned all of that from you, and and doing some research. So I'm trying to quantify and 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 provide metrics for everything. So so I'm in the process of that right now. I'm excited.
3: Perfect. Yeah, that's great. Everyone, I always well, I love data, and I think it's hard to argue with data. You know, if you go to someone say I want to raise, and they're like, okay. Great. Everyone wants to raise you. But if you go in and you say, well, these are all the things I've delivered. It's like, I think it's an easier conversation because you have something to, you know, it's less, it's more tangible. You have a tangible deliverable. So, okay. So then let's talk about, so this is your first big girl job. You have benefits. So let's talk about that. I'm just getting your spreadsheet pulled up here. So let's talk about what you have coming like what you have coming in net your gross versus your net and what you have coming out of there because I know that you have a 401k at work correct
2: yes so um gross wise i make about like dollars 6700 6, uh, a month and then with with taxes benefits and retirement taken out of that i it ends up at around like 4400
3: mhm perfect and then Oh, I guess we didn't um, talk about this. You also potentially get a bonus at work. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a
2: little bit. I'm still wrapping my head around it, to be honest. Um, I I know it's generally like a ten percent like bonus your, at yep, the end of, of the year
3: co- compensation.
2: Correct. Yeah. So it, it really it there's different weighing. So it's, it's, um, depending on like the business unit that I work at uh, or that I'm under, and then the general performance of the company. So it's 10% performance of the company overall, and then 75% weighing of the business unit. So it it varies year by year, but, Mm -hmm. um, last year I had about, um, $8,000. And that's just gross. So the take home was, I think, about five thousand. And because I didn't work there the full year, I started in March. Mm -hmm. It was also that's also why it was uh, slightly lower. But I think they prorated it. Yeah, yeah. So it really depends. It
3: might be slightly higher, slightly lower. Oh, okay. Well, that's fantastic. So that's so really your compensation, depending on how the bonus goes, could be closer to eighty-eight, ninety thousand. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Perfect. Okay. And so you take home, we'll just use round numbers, 4,400 after your 401k benefits, taxes, all of that. And then let's talk about, um, I have all your savings and investing broken down here. And then let's talk about your monthly bills. You have your monthly bills work out to be, because you have leftover after your monthly bills, Mm -hmm. Mm 1,800. So it looks like then your monthly bills are about twenty six hundred a month.
2: Yes, yeah. So this is um, these are kind of like variable. Um the the monthly bills that always come out are definitely rent. Um, the, our rent is around like two thousand two thousand something <laughs> at two thousand one hundred or something, and my portion is like one thousand seventy seven. So okay. that's for sure. We have, of course, the the needs are like internet, phone, electric. Those things are uh, we split but yeah the this is generally the kind of my personal personal bills side are around 2600
3: perfect okay and rent being a big portion of it yes mm-hmm. so rent and groceries okay so then after we have the 2600 you're left over with 1800 and that's where we do the savings and um debt is that correct correct yes okay perfect okay so let's talk a little bit about what we got. Well, why don't we start with debt first?
2: Yes. <laughs> That's <a> definitely <laughs> my my the scariest part of of these numbers for me.
3: So okay, so talk us through the student loans. So you have so you said you did grad school. So mm-hmm. your student loan I see here is 105,000. Is that grad school and undergrad or is that just grad school?
2: That's both. Yeah. Okay. Thank goodness. It's not, uh-huh. it's not just grad school. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's both. I honestly did not do a very good job since I graduated college to pay off. I kind of just sporadically paid off sometimes like larger chunks, but it definitely (laughs) accumulated over time. And I also didn't do a very good job of using credit cards. I I came, I come from abroad, so I did not learn any of this. And the education around personal finance in America in general is very lacking. So Yes. Where did you come from?
3: Uh, I'm from the Middle East. Oh, okay. So Yeah. yeah. So new to the American system.
2: Yeah, so I've been here for a while, but um, it's it, when I first came in, I came for college, and and I was just like, sure, if you guys, I'll take you wanna out give, low, You want to give?
3: Yeah, if you want to give me money, I'll take it. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> don't explain it. Stays with you forever.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, but yeah, that's I, that's that's been kind of looming <laughs> like a dark cloud over <laughs> over my life, the student loans, and I'm I really want to just tackle those and get rid of as much debt as possible with the goals in mind.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then so we have the the big one is the student loans Then we have a little bit um, relative to that in credit card debt. We have 16,000 in credit cards. Correct. So let's go over if you're okay with it, doing it this way. Oh, you have the, okay. So I was like, you have your debt focus tab and then we, but you also have your, your personal bills and okay. So on your student loan, you're paying 410 and then yes. on one of your um, credit card bills, you're paying four. 01, And then Correct. one of, one of your other ones, you're doing 200. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with your student loans, do you have the breakdown of how many loans it is, what the interest rates are? And, and also a secondary question to that is, mm-hmm. are they part of the freeze, the interest rate freeze? Yes. So that's one.
2: Okay. I, I tried looking up the exact, um, uh, interest rates, but I, for, for the life of me, cannot pull it out because everything's at zero. Yeah. Um, none of like the statements have them either. Um, so-
3: It's amazing. They, they loaned you 105000 even though it's currently paused, that it's written down nowhere. It's like I unbelievable know. to me. It's so terrible. I know. I'm like, at least let me just- <laughs> Just to see what the interest
2: rate for each of these is so I can like or plan was. ahead. But yeah, Or I mean, was. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I know from memory, not all of them, because I have about, let's see, 18 total, and I paid off um, three. So, Good. yeah, so three out of the, I think, probably like 21, or yeah, or no, wait, 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 sorry. There's 15 total left, and I paid off three. So, yeah, 15 okay, left. Perfect. And I believe the Interest ranges from about like three and a half percent to like six or seven percent.
3: Okay. Do you know if any of them are floating rates?
2: Oh goodness, no. I don't know how. Okay, to find that's okay. Them. That's <laughs> okay. That's
3: okay. Just curious. Um. Okay. So I'm just like looking at all these numbers here. So let's see. I'm going to jump around a little bit, if that's okay. We, we can always summarize oh, yeah. it for the listeners. But I'm lucky that you have a lot of money in a high-yield savings account. Yes,
2: yeah, so I did that recently. I opened the high-yield savings recently, um, okay. I, and I'd, we, I'd saved up that large uh, number. And right now, it's in in there, but hasn't fully accumulated a lot of interest yet.
3: No, because it's 1.5%, um, which is high, relatively speaking, compared to what mm-hmm. banks are paying. But you yeah. have just under 72000 in there. Correct, yeah. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. why haven't you paid off the credit cards for sixteen thousand? that is a good question <laughs> i
2: think because i think um I-, I was just like holding on to that i just I-, I was wondering like if it made sense to just like save that up and um maybe like invest in a house or like a live like re- real estate whatever or if yeah i don't know i feel like paying off credit cards is the logical thing to do <laughs>
3: um
2: so yeah, would you recommend that?
3: Yes, because um, you have them refinanced, and so I'm just curious what you're paying on the current ones. Are they zero percent interest?
2: Um, the I'm sorry, the refinanced credit cards. Yep. Um, so it's I believe like three percent as opposed to like twenty
3: five percent. Yeah, so it's better than it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm on the fence about just getting rid of them because that's six hundred dollars a month back in your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Right, and. And you're currently paying towards your student loans, or you're just saving that money while it's frozen so um,
2: that it's also still on and off. I, I've done it more more frequently than I did previously, but it's not it hasn't been monthly, so I, I'm paid around like I think like two thousand or three thousand dollars over the past couple of years.
3: Because here's what I'm thinking. We'll have to see what happens with the government with what they're going to do with the student loans. But Mm -hmm. you pay off the student loan or you pay off the credit cards. We get $600 back a month and you have that $400 a month while the loans are frozen. Mm -hmm. So that's $1,000 a month, right? Yeah. That you could just put back into cash. Okay. So you would replenish it in theory, depending on what happens with student loans. I mean, it would take 16 months to replenish it. But, mm-hmm. let's say over the next few months, you put another four thousand back into cash. Then you'd have sixty thousand in cash, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Over the next four months, you don't make the student loans because it's frozen. You take the you keep your budget the same, but you get that emergency fund cash count up to sixty. Mm-hmm. And then, from there, when student loans, depending on what happens, if they turn back on, I think you're better served putting that entire one thousand towards your student loans, right? Okay. But, but I think where we have to be careful is how they're being attributed to the 15 loans you have. I don't mm-hmm. think just the 400 is serving you. Okay. And
2: my strategy when I do pay, um, when I do make payments, I go for the highest or excuse me, the lowest amount. Bounce? Okay. Yeah, because I don't know exactly what the... What the uh, interest rate is right now. Um, but generally I would prefer to go for the highest balance or I would split it between both. So I could get rid of the lowest balance ones as fast as possible. Uh, so they don't accrue interest. And then, but but I'm still making payments for the
3: high interest ones as well. Perfect. Okay. So, cause what I think is if you, depending on where the interest rates go, I think you should be able to get this, your student loans paid down a lot faster. Okay. By instead of doing 400 a month, doing a thousand a month, right? Yeah. That's more than doubling your payment mm-hmm. because you don't have the credit cards, and you still have a good amount in cash because then you could possibly, let's say, get rid of it at you know like twenty thirty five We'd have to look at where the interest rates were, what the balances are, but you got rid of it in twenty thirty five you'd be saving, let's just say ten years off of what the current payoff date is with four hundred mm. a month, right, okay, that makes a lot of sense, yeah, right. And then yeah. so. We're in 2022 now in 13 years, you'd have it totally done with, even if you mm-hmm. tried to do it in, you know, 10 years, we would just have to be aggressive, okay. but then you have them done when you're 38. If That's everything stays, as equal, stays equal and you just have a little bit less cash, because the cash isn't moving you forward at this point. Right, right. And 60,000 is still a good amount of money for other goals. Mm-hmm. So if I were you, I'd get rid of the credit cards. Mm-hmm. pay those off with cash. Take that same payment you're making mm-hmm. and the student loan, and you could put it back in the bank until we figure out what's going on with student loans. But okay. I would almost even, depending on what happens with the student loans, get that monthly payment up to $1,000, and maybe we even use half of your bonus every year towards it. Okay.
2: Yeah. I, that was one of my other questions is how I could utilize that bonus better. Cause I haven't been very good at like planning for it. I, I just had it for the first time this year. So yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um and
3: or it's half a dozen one or the other. Or so I also want to see you put more into retirement. So mm-hmm. if it's five thousand that comes from the bonus or comes from the cash every year, I, I think it'd be really great if you tackled your student loans in like ten years. Yeah. Okay. And I think that you absolutely can. I just think we need to rejigger things here a little bit. Okay. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because these past few months I've been prioritizing my health as I've recovered from a nasty case of long haul COVID. I love that it takes the mental work out of getting my vitamins and supplements in because with just one scoop of AG1, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients and probiotics. It's been super simple to incorporate into my morning routine because there's virtually no prep required and it tastes great. Plus it's way cheaper than a fancy coffee habit. If you wanna give it a try, Athletic Greens is gonna give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash future rich again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash future rich to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So
2: highest priority pay off credit cards, ASAP. Yes. Yeah. I was also hesitant about like what's happening right now with student loans. I don't know what the best plan of action is. So um, I
3: would just keep paying into your cash account into that emergency fund, the whole amount, that thousand dollars a month. Okay. And then once we have clarity on what's happening with them, then you can come up with a better game plan. Okay. But okay. it does, you know, if you if it ends up that they're just resuming as they were, well mm-hmm. then you saved all that extra cash. You know, you have sixty five thousand in cash. We can make a one time chunk of it to bring you back down to sixty or fifty five thousand in cash, resume the thousand dollar a month payment, strategic payment. So you have you'll have all the pieces you need and Mm -hmm. then you can make a a plan. Right now we just don't have we don't know where I don't know where to put it because I don't know what's happening with it.
2: Right. I would I would
3: just put it in the bank. So pay off the credit cards and then that thousand dollars a month that is the student loan payment and the former credit card payment goes into the emergency fund.
2: Awesome. Awesome. That That sounds great. Yeah. That
3: makes a lot of sense.
2: Um and yeah in terms of retirement I used to contribute more, but I started I kind of bumped it down like one or two percent so I could Say like have a little bit more cash that on hand going toward yeah going towards like my goals and paying off debt and bills and stuff like that. But um, my employer match uh, is seven percent up to seven percent. Yeah, I know. I'm like, ooh, I should take advantage of this. <laughs> yes. I, you know, so I'm trying to t- you know just maximize it down the line. But yeah, I just bumped it down a little bit this past paycheck.
3: And what percentage are you at right now? Um, I believe I'm at six six percent. Okay. So let's bump you back up to seven. Okay. You- plenty in cash. And then I want you to find out, do you know if you can put your bonus in there?
2: Oh, I think so. I think I'm, I think I am. I, I look into it a little bit more because I know, so sorry, I know I'm jumping all over the no. place. Um, I know that the company that I work at have like a, a, a restricted stocks kind of. Yes situation that we could use our bonus towards so if we put like 50% of our bonus at the end of the year towards like a shared ownership situation uh, mm-hmm. RSUs they match that 50% so that's I know they do that so I think they also do do that for the retirement as well and they also match for uh, HSA and I don't have I don't have an HSA account uh, right now but I know they match up to I think either 500 or a thousand depending on the
3: plan. Okay, so you're gonna. Hopefully, you don't. are not mad at me. Why don't we just take your bonus every? Because you're not really living on your bonus at all. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we split your bonus between the 401k and the RSUs?
2: Okay, okay. So yeah, uh, that. Okay, great. So you answered my question. Like, if it, if it's worth, you think it's yeah. worth it to invest in the RSUs? Okay, yay. Okay, awesome.
3: Yeah, so, I would just I would split it because then right now with your salary being eighty thousand and, you, you're, putting, and gonna, so you're putting in, we're just gonna say you're putting in seven percent. That's five thousand. 600 right and your company the way I read it was they match 75 cents for every dollar contributed up to a maximum of seven percent of employee contributions mm-hmm. so seven percent of employee contributions so they match seven, so that doesn't read as seven percent of compensation let me check oh, your okay. statement I know it's always the language they always get you on the language I know. <laughs> I'm looking at your plan and I don't see. Well, actually, the matching account is pretty comparable to what you've put in. So, oh, look, they did a little um, projection. If you continue to contribute 6% of your paycheck at 65, you'll retire with 750,000 approximately. Perfect. Oh, we- yeah, we wanna bump that up. Yeah, we wanna bump that up. <laughs> um, okay, so, employee matching account. Yeah, you're right. It looks like it is seven percent, although they just, although the way the language reads, it doesn't read as salary. hmm. So, yeah, I would I would put that I would put because then if we do your bonus in there, and let's say your bonus is approximately forty five hundred, if you do half of it, so then your contribution is ten thousand a year plus Mm -hmm. your employer match, right? Mm -hmm. So then that gets you up higher. And gets you to a better savings ratio because if your total income is approximately ninety thousand, then that would get you your contribution closer or just over that ten percent number. Oh, nice! Okay. I think you should do at least ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah. So, but you can do it in the in the bites, right? So you can do it as seven percent on your base salary, and then fifty percent of your bonus goes into the plan. Okay, seven percent on base salary. Okay. Yep. Because it looks like, so we're right now, yeah, you're 50. If you're doing 80,000 and you're putting in 6%, that's 4,800 and about halfway through the year. So they should end up putting around 4,000 for the year and then plus they'll match on the bonus. So then that will get you to a much higher savings ratio.
2: Okay, amazing. And I know, I'm not sure if, like, I guess. I'll just read it out to you. Like the maximum annual uh, contribution is that for both, like what I contribute into the four hundred and one k, and what the what the employer matches?
3: Or oh yeah, it says yeah twenty thousand five hundred combined. Combined, yeah. So you can you can't put more than twenty thousand five hundred of your money into the four hundred and one k.
2: Oh, got it. So my money, not the money, not their money.
3: Yeah, the actual the actual. This is a great question. The actual limitation for the defined. Um, contribution plan that you have is much higher. And people don't realize that the 20,500 is only if you're under age 50, that's your limitation that you can put in. And then the overall plan limit for 2022 is 61,000. So wow. I know people don't realize that. So your limitation is 20,500, but the overall limitations for that type of of vehicle, that type of retirement account is actually much higher. So that's why I want to see you get it up. I want to see you bump it up higher because you're young and you're 28. So we have a lot of time for retirement to grow. So that's why I'd rather have you putting as much as we can get you to put in there, especially because you have a good employer match. Okay. Okay, great. Since I don't want to say that the bonus is found money, but you're not living off of it. It's not allocated. So let's use that for retirement. That's an RSU's retirement. That's perfect. Amazing. Okay. And I I know with the RSUs, um,
2: at least, so I got RSUs already through my employer as like an equity award, yes, and I'm still trying to understand them and like how they vest. So I know they vest once a year, and that's how they're trying to like retain retain yes. uh, employees. So I don't think technically I have like this money isn't mine yet, um, but it w- will. It it's will divided. be. Okay. Yes,
3: it will be. So yes, they with RSUs and also we didn't talk about your vesting schedule on the 401k. The way they structure those is they you have an award date and they tell you on that date what you're awarded and then you have to wait till your vesting schedule and i believe you have a 4 year vesting schedule mm mm-hmm. yes yeah okay
2: so after it vests on a yearly basis i'll have that amount whatever amount of vests let's say 3000 uh if it vested today then i would i would that would be solidified and then once it vests the next year on the same day, that will be solidified, et cetera.
3: Yes, exactly. It'll just keep incrementally. And probably what they'll do, it's used to kind of keep you at the company, which is a good incentive, but they'll probably just keep granting you more. Okay. Awesome. Yay. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think it's worth, you know, it's a way to reward employees and have them not to play on words, but have them invested in the company as well. So they give them, restricted you know stock units for their for their shares. And so you'll have your 401k which will be more diversified Then you'll have that the company RSUs. And you can do either or if there's more if, if I would just confirm the numbers with them that if you do the RSUs you get a bigger contribution on the company behalf. If it's not as big as we think it is, then I would lean towards the 401k. Okay. And not get, you know, too much in there. But I like the idea that with the 401k, I'm assuming that if you're putting in your 7% and they're putting in their 7%, that's 14% going into the plan. And then if we put half of your bonus in, that's Mm -hmm. another 5,000, right? Roughly going in. So then if you do the other half of the amount towards the RSUs, that's fine. Because that's, you know, three-fourths is going, the 401k, one-fourth is going towards the RSUs. And the bonus isn't allocated for anything. And I think you have enough wiggle room in your budget with your regular income to, mm-hmm. to do everything because you have a great emergency fund um, mm-hmm. or high yield. I, I call it emerg. I know you have a different line item for emergency mm-hmm. fund, but you have all that cash yeah. in the high yield savings account. And then we'll get rid of the credit cards. We'll come up with a better game plan once we know what's going on with the student loans. But mm-hmm. even if you took your high yield savings down to 50 when student loans start needed to be paid again and make one, you know, knock off a couple of the 15 and then start that thousand dollar monthly payment strategically. Mm -hmm. I think you'll be in a good spot because then we have a good amount going towards retirement, a good amount going to student loans. Mm -hmm. And let's just say at the end of it, you still have 50,000 in savings in cash, not to mention the 401k is at 11,000, but you have a great match. You have 14,000 in the restricted stock units. Mm -hmm. And then you still have another 2500 in an emergency fund plus some other little Robin Hood ac- acorns and betterment accounts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I feel like I, we, we uh, my partner and I like just invested in a bunch of stuff last year and we're like, maybe this is a good idea. Let's just do it. And, and I guess now that we're learning more how to be just more responsible financially. It it definitely makes more sense to to invest in uh, just paying down debt and and retirement. So those are there and they will be there, but (laughs) definitely not.
3: And you can totally do it and it's for fun. And I like to see that it's not a large portion because I 100% agree we want to pay off the credit cards and work, tackle the student loans incrementally. I agree with you. If you if you decide, do you want to buy a house? You'll still have plenty of cash, but I think it'll be nice to get that one bill reduced because as you start to pay those off, you'll have less of the student loans because when you do go to get a, a house, you'll also then have a mortgage, right? So I think right. we'll want to see one really going down before you add too much to the other, you know, like a yeah a, a seesaw. Yeah. A seesaw.
2: Yeah, definitely. Sorry, I feel like I was cutting you off. I'm sorry. No,
3: you're fine. I was like trying to think of the visual. i was like, what's the name?
2: Pizza. I think <laughs> that totally makes sense. Yeah, and that the the reason it gets so complicated in my head is because we've been like looking at homes, and we're like, okay, our rent is super high. Like, does it make more sense to like invest in a multi-family home and and, and house hack and live in? one of the units, like, is that worth the investment right now? Um, even with all the debt that we have, and uh, we're also planning a wedding next October. So there's a lot of these like financial goals, goals. that are Absolutely. on the horizon that we're like trying to plan for
3: in parallel. So here's, here's what I would do. I would first, you, you both have good income. So I would definitely bump right. up your re- retirement to the 7%, get that full mm-hmm. match. the, As of right now, the bonus you're getting is kind of found because it's not allocated towards anything on on your spreadsheet. So at least do the 50% of the bonus towards the 401k. The 401k is going to pay, as you saw, we want to get that number up over a million for when you're 65. Get the credit cards paid off because even though it's 3%, your high yield interest is 1.5. So just get those done and then it eliminates 600 in a payment monthly.
2: Okay. And we could allocate that towards like, the wedding fund and stuff yeah. like that instead okay
3: if you yeah if you want to do the wedding fund first that's totally fine and but then once the student loans come back on i definitely think the payment towards them needs to be a thousand okay got it that makes and sense And if you if you find a, a two-family home and you run the numbers on it and instead of you each paying a thousand you're each going to pay 500 mm-hmm. and you each save another 500 by doing it but using some of the cash to do a down payment then mm-hmm. you can run the numbers on that. But I think start getting rid of the credit cards and upping the retirement a bit and, and then being strategic with what cash you have, mm-hmm. I think is the way to go to start until you... Because remember, owning a home is great and house hacking is great and I love it, but when things go wrong, it's expensive when you're yeah. the owner. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. So
2: I, I I know what my next steps are for sure. And, and I, I guess I have a couple of other questions sure. about like retirement and like different vehicles and and stuff like that and i know you've talked a little bit about like roth for iras or roth uh, 401k's and stuff like that and i know my employer offers a roth 401k and matching what would it be beneficial to also kind of split the retirement into one of those vehicles or kind of ha- have like an independent retirement account as well Or just kind of go all in on this,
3: on this 401k? I would go all in on your 401k because, and the reason why is it set it and forget it. Once you do it and it's set up, it's done. Okay. Right. We don't have to remember that you need to make a contribution or check on it. It's all done. Now within the 401k at work, you can do Roth versus you can do traditional. Traditional is your pre-tax option, meaning you're not paying tax on it. And then your Roth is your after-tax contribution. So based on it, it looks like you're on the pre-tax option.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want the traditional.
3: Traditional. So Mm -hmm. you can always switch it. But here's what I would say. Given that we have a wedding, maybe you want to buy a house as student loans. You have Mm -hmm. a lot of different goals. I think not paying taxes is helpful because it allows you to make that contribution and have less missing out of your paycheck. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Because you're not paying tax on it. Yeah. Okay. Not that's to say that you sense. don't st- not to say that you don't switch it down the road. So let's say that your income goes up again another let's say you get a ten thousand dollar raise, right?
2: Uh-huh.
3: So then maybe then you're gonna bump up you're putting in fifteen thousand and now you're gonna bump it you wanna bump it up another five thousand, right? So you're yeah. gonna be doing twenty thousand in the 401k. Well maybe when you get the raise, maybe that next five is a Roth contribution inside of it. So okay. if, you know what I'm saying? You have Total flexibility to always go in and change it.
2: Okay, and what would, do you think there are benefits right now? Like if that does happen, benefits for me to go into a Roth?
3: That could, yeah, just as opposed to just a traditional. So everyone always loves the Roth because when it comes out, it comes out totally tax free. But okay. like everything in life, there's a trade off. So as long as mm-hmm. you can swing paying the taxes on it now, later, oh, okay, then you'll be tax free later. And so a lot of people say when you're young, it's the best thing to do, but you have to sit down. We and see how what is your priority in terms of allocating your monies.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah.
3: So if you're doing five thousand a year into the Roth divided by twenty-four pay periods, that's two hundred dollars a pay period that's gonna come out to go into the Roth approximately. Got it. Versus the the pre-tax option, just assuming you lose 30% over all the taxes. You're missing 140 from that same paycheck.
2: Okay. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it took me a while
3: to wrap up my head
2: around it. I'm like, wait, (laughs)
3: numbers. Yeah, numbers. So one of so even if you made, you know, that spread is even bigger, right? So five like we use the number, you know, five hundred. Mm-hmm. If you were putting 500 from a pay period into the Roth, you would miss 500 from your paycheck. If you were doing the pre tax option and overall the taxes were 30%, is what you were losing, you mm-hmm. would only be missing $350 from that paycheck for the 500 to go in. Got it. Because okay. it's pre tax. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It makes so, a lot of sense now. So I like any option that gets you to putting a lot of money towards retirement. Okay. Because I am not, you have to do Roth, you have to do pre tax. I think that when you have student loan debt and, you know, you're planning for a wedding and maybe you want to buy something down the road, you're trying to stretch your dollars to go the farthest, right? To reach all the different areas. I would lean a little bit more towards pre-tax because you're saving that tax bill. Okay. But that doesn't mean you lock in, into pre-tax and never reevaluate this again. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, but... Does that make sense? And you could always say, you know what? I'm pretty comfortable with the new budget now that we paid off the credit card. And at the end of the year, I know I'm getting another raise. So I'm going to, when I get another raise, if it's 3% or 4%, then I'm going to add another 2% to the 401k and that 2% will be Roth. Cool. Yeah. That totally makes sense.
2: I feel I, I feel like I'm trying to think about everything all at once and mm-hmm. I need to simplify it. So thank you. Thank you for grounding me and <laughs> yeah, you just want to
3: make You just want to make it easy and it doesn't have to be perfect. I feel like everyone always is like, oh, well you have to do Roth. Like no, you can do some Roth this year and no Roth mm-hmm. next year and some Roth the year after. I mean, it it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to work for your goals. And so right now, my goal for you would be to get the credit cards paid off and up the retirement by using that bonus. Okay. And when you get your next raise, cuz that's also found money cuz you didn't have it this year, mm-hmm. then if they give you 4% and you you're interested in having more Roth dollars, then put 2 or 3% of that in the 401k as Roth. Cool. Okay. That's an easy way to to do it. And you can that's every great. year you can reevaluate and say, "You know what? we're not buying a house. We're going to wait two to three years. So I'm going to switch to my contribution. So instead of 3% Roth, I'm going to make it, half of it will be Roth. Half of it will be pre-tax. And I'll see how that feels. So you can just, yeah. Experiment. Yeah, (laughs) you can experiment. You're not locked into anything. I think the goal is paying off your student loans a bit sooner, like trying to do that by your late Mm thirties, because I think that will give you more flexibility when you go to, buy a house, more breathing room as you start to get that number lower. Okay. And getting rid of the credit cards as well. So mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to try to hopefully move and get
2: <laughs> lower rent and that will add a few a couple hundred, a few hundred dollars
3: extra in our uh just in our budget to play around with. Yeah, that's amazing. Although yeah, anything and you have, you guys have good budgets and it sounds like you'll probably get another raise this year. So that's all perfect. And then if you lower your rent a little bit, that's amazing too. Oh gosh. Thank you, Barbara. You're welcome. <laughs> did, did I answer? I mean, we went over a lot and kind of jumped around, but does this make sense?
2: Yes. Yes, it does. This This house... Get me like started. I know where to start. I know what my next steps are, and um, I can communicate this to Joe. And we ha- we're gonna have a game plan because we both get so overwhelmed. We're like, okay, I need to build the spreadsheet. Please help me. And he's just like, no, I don't want to look at. it. <laughs> so but thank it's, you it's, for yeah, helping us.
3: Absolutely, yeah. It can definitely be overwhelming with so many goals. But first goal is get credit cards paid off. I always okay. be having it just frees up a lot of monthly money. And then second, put the money you were paying towards credit cards and student loans in the bank. Okay. And then up the 401k contributions. Okay. Got it. And then once student loans come to, we have clarity on student loans, then revisit how much is going to be attributed to student loans and what that structure looks like and what that payoff date is. Okay.
2: Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pay off these credit cards. Yeah, like right it now. so nice. It's saving you so much a month. It, it really yeah. Seriously, I it, every time I look at those numbers, more more than the student loans, the credit cards are just so daunting. That those interest rates are crazy. They're so predatory.
3: Yeah, no, they're so predatory. And then so are student loans. That's why I put everything in cash for now until we have more clarity around student loans. But then definitely come up with a strategy on how how to tackle that for sure. Got it okay (laughs) well thank you thank you for all of our lovely listeners you can find our most up-to-date information on instagram you can find us our name is future rich podcast and you can also check us out online at www.futurerichpodcast.com